Hello, and welcome to Inside Scoop Live. I'm Sherry Hoyt, and I'm your host for today. I'm excited to be speaking on the phone today with Roe DePinto, author of The Adventures of Zeely and Lubba, Zeely's Very First Swim, where Zeely learns the most important means of survival for a baby seal pup is to be able to swim. But before we start, let's learn a little bit more about Roe. Roe DePinto grew up in the Bronx and Yonkers and is mostly Italian of American descent. From an early age, she was taught the importance of family and raised her two children with the same values, instilling in them the message that love is more important than anything else in this world. When her children were young, Roe decided to take a three-year course in children's literature. She also got her realtor's license in New York and California and was certified as a notary and a travel agent. She established her family business office, administering their fast-growing electrical business with her husband, Ami. After finishing her literature course, Rose shelved the idea for a children's book series involving a baby seal pup and a baby orca, since she was so busy with daily living, putting the needs of her family first always, and hoping that one day she would pick it all up again and bring her characters to life. Thirty years later, Roe is making her dreams a reality. The first book in the series, A New Life Begins, was published in 2015, and books two and three are now also in print. Her retirement project is now a dream come true, and Roe is thrilled to have accomplished what she has thus far as a legacy to her husband, children, grandchildren, and all of her family. For more information on Roe DePinto and her books, visit her website at www.outskirtspress.com slash and Wubba, and that's www.outskirtspress.com slash Z-E-A-L-Y-A-N-D W-H-U-B-B-A. Hi, Ro. Welcome to Inside Scoop Live. Thank you so much for having me today, Sherry. It's certainly our pleasure. Before we begin, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Oh, absolutely. I was born in 53 in the Bronx, raised from Italian descent. Mm -hmm. Uh, The main thing about when I was growing up that I always remember is family unity and uh, we always gathered on Sundays. That was the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Every Sunday, everybody would get together at uh, my nonny's house. We would call her nonny. And that, to me, was the best memory I could ever have. Fun times with family. Yeah. That was basically where it's at. Unity, love, caring, sharing. And that's really what I'm about. And that's what my characters are about. So kind of brought that through into my writing, and that's pretty much what my life has been about, dedicated to my family. Not just uh, when I was young, because there was a period from 86 to 96 uh, where I lost uh, like six members of my family to cancer, and they were oh. immediates. And uh, it was a sad time in my life, but every single day I went and visited whatever family member was ill and you know, they were always my priority. And yeah. uh, I was married uh, also at the time, so it was a little difficult trying to juggle. My children, Dina and Anthony, my grandchildren, Lucy, Orion, and Leo, they are all the center of my universe, as is my husband. And I always dedicated myself to them first. I was a realtor in two states for our private investments. I did property managing and I administrated as an office manager in our huge family business, and uh, but always my children were always my first priority. 
and uh, I had to work around them. So uh, yeah. basically, that's that's what my life has been, pretty much uh, dedicated to my family. They're my universe. That's a wonderful way to live. So you kind of put your writing aside for a few years to raise your family and and provide. And tell us about how you had to put those dreams aside and. When did you decide to come back to it? When did you know it was time for your series to be published? Well, when my children were very young, I've been writing ever since I'm like I'm able to write, okay? <laughs> okay? It was just my thing. I was always great at composition. I was always great at making up stories, you know, and writing stories out. And I wrote poetry at a very early age. I even have a collection of poetry from when I was like 10 uh, that I used to keep. And then um, as my children uh, got into school years, I had written some poetry. Uh, I was really moved by the Oklahoma bombings. Mm -hmm. And I wrote a poem and that was published in the Library of Congress. Um, And then after that, I I wrote several poems and, and several more were published in the Library of Congress as well. And then I took a course for three years with uh, the Institute for Children's Literature because as my children started to grow, you know, I I really got into the cartoons and Mm -hmm. I I was just amazed at how the children smiled at, and they were just so excited about what they saw on the silver screen, you know. So, Mm -hmm. I said, oh my God, children's stories are just so great. And, (laughs) My children always read, I mean, from the day they were born, I always made sure they had reading. Every single day we would read to them. I would read to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, my daughter especially, oh, my God, she would never put a book down. And then my son became the same way as he got a little bit older, you know, because boys are always a little more into That's action. Right. <laughs> That's right. But... Uh, I was always, always, always reading to them. And I felt to myself, you know, I said, you know what, I would love to just create a series, you know, of children's books. Mm-hmm. And when I was in the Institute and I did my courses, I actually had created the two characters. I did research and I created these two characters. But um, I only did like a little skit, you know, for... Yeah. Um, an assignment with okay. them. And then I kept it and I said, you know what, someday I'm going to pick this up again. Wow. And um, with the busy lives that we have, you know, I just, I wasn't able to do anything with it until just recently when I retired. And I happen, I still have all my notes and everything from, <laughs> as I don't throw anything out, I keep everything. So I had everything intact from the courses and I pulled it out one day and I just started to write. That's amazing. <laughs> and that's how I went into the Alien Wava series. And here we are um, three books later. And my goal for these two little characters is to see them in a cartoon on the screen. I was going to ask uh, you about that because you had mentioned how much you and, and your kids enjoyed the animation and cartoons. I could easily see the Zillion Wubba series as a cartoon. Yes. And yeah. when I worked with the illustrator, I mean, we worked for nine months. Wow. I uh, I went through two illustrators, actually, with Outskirts mm-hmm. Press. And uh, the second one, she was very much into nature. Mm-hmm. And she was into the natural. 
and I'm tr- I had to kind of switch her mind over into the cartoonistic style because oh, okay. that was not her way. She was very much into what it really looked like, you know, the reality. And I said to myself, oh, God, she finally got it. After nine months, we got it. And, it, you know, I mean, I had a little bit more detail that I wanted to polish, but she really got it down to where it looked very close to where I wanted my two characters to be. Yeah. I still feel like they need a little polishing, and they may change at some point in time. But right now, their faces are really, because to me, everything is in the eyes and the face and you know, that's that's what draws the attention of children. And yeah. she really finally got it down, packed, and that was great. I mean, I was so thrilled with it. And I'm so happy to be able to have three books on the market now of them. I've completed the series. The manuscripts are all complete. You have. Wow. For 12 of the books. There? There's 12. 12 in the series, and I am actually working on an animation series. I'm hoping that a network will pick it up, so I've been working on that for a little bit now that I'm trying to get it to, mm-hmm. you know, into the right hands that it needs to be. Now, is this animation series around Zeli and Waba? Yes. Or is it, yes. okay, I wasn't sure if it was that or a new series. No, uh, no, no. You know, I, I want to backtrack a little bit because I'm interested in how you came up with a baby seal and a baby orca because I think that's just so original. Well, when I did my um, research, I had a, uh idea in my mind that I wanted to use two very unlikely characters that in baby animals that, you know, you would never think to put them together, okay? I right. mean, in the sea, the orca is a predator, and the seal, especially seal pups, are their prey. Mm. And when I was doing my research, I came across all these unlikely pairs together you know and I said well you never heard of anything you know like that in a marine environment of course but you hear it on land in a lot of animals you know Mm -hmm. so I said well that would be really unique for it to be a marine animal you know predator and a marine animal prey so yeah uh, that's why I picked the two and in researching, I looked through, you know, uh, thousands and thousands of photos to to familiarize myself with all of uh, the actuals, you know, that are out there. Because there's, mm-hmm. there's many different kinds of seals and there's many different kinds of whales. Mm-hmm. And I really love the orca because it was so, I don't know, it was just so domineering, you know. It had just yeah. a presence. You know, it has its own presence in the ocean. So I thought it would be wonderful. And a little tiny seal pup, a little fluffy seal pup. I mean, who could want for more? I said to myself, that's like the perfect pair. I think that's great. I think that it's an unlikely pair, but, you know, they're going to grow up together in your series and be the best of friends. So, Yeah. In my mind, I say to myself, let these little characters be ambassadors of goodwill. Mm -hmm. Let them teach children from when they're very young what it means to love, to care, to share, protect one another. Don't hurt one another. That's really the main message that you convey through all of your books. And They have a, a life learning lesson in each story, but the main message seems to be about love and unity. And, and at that age, they ha- it has to be simplistic. Yeah. So the readings have to be simplistic. That's one thing about children's literature. 
you have to see things through the eyes of a child as you're writing. You have to envision how are they going to react. Mm-hmm. It's very you have to be very careful with children's writing because of that because children are very impressionable and mm-hmm. to me you know I would never want to write write anything that is going to hurt them in any way mm-hmm. you know that it's going to develop something that you don't want them to develop into you want them to always develop into good characters and children you know that have integrity and self-esteem little human beings you know that are really make a difference in this world. <laughs> exactly. I mean, so, even from a very early age. So. Yeah. What is the target age for your series then? Uh, it's from zero to six, okay. and the reason it is such a span is because from infancy, the, especially the first book, my first, and you will see it will grow a little bit more with each book in the series. The first book especially is more of an infant's book because it it's more picture. There's less text. Mm-hmm. And uh, the pictures will have a vibrant color, black and white. A lot of black and white in the uh, seals are attracted to an infant's eye because, oh, okay. you know, infants, as, even at three months old, see black and white. Mm. You know, they only see that they don't see colors until they start to develop fourth, fifth, sixth month. Okay. Then, as the child grows into a toddler, because uh, I have a, I have grandchildren. I have three, and one is one, one is three, and one is five. And every book that I've I've written. Uh, they were like my test run, <laughs> you know, when I would get it. I'd say, okay, now I want to show you the book. So I'd sit yeah. down with them, and each one would react differently. Yeah. Each one had its own way of interacting with it. And that's why I say it is really, uh, even my five-year-old, she reads to the three-year-old. Right. She reads the book to the three-year-old. She's been reading since she's three and a half. She's that's wonderful. Like a superstar, this one. So yeah, that's wonderful. Um, yeah, so it's it lends itself to the early reader because it is simple writing and uh, very easy to understand. Yeah, that is a big age span, zero to six. But like, mm-hmm. I love the the fact that you know your older grandchild is reading to the younger ones, and so it, you know it does. It does spread across that age span quite well. Yes, it lends definitely lends itself. The, yeah. The I would say the most impact would be from three to four. It would be the best impact for the mm-hmm. for the books. But it lends itself from zero to to five easily, very easily. Mm-hmm. Even six, age six, because a lot of children don't start to read until they are five and six. Yeah. You know, and you In need school. some yeah. simple writing for that. Yeah. Where did you come up with the names for your characters? Well, I always loved the word uh, Bubba, okay? <laughs> so uh, from Bubba, I went to Wubba because he's a whale. Okay. Yeah, he's and a baby whale. It's fun to say. Sealy, uh, you know, I started with Sealy, and then I developed the character of Sealy being very zealous. She is very um, curious. Yeah. She's very much into, uh, I want to do something new all the time. Okay. So I went with Zealy instead of Seely, because Seely was very common anyways, and I said, well, we need to make her a little bit different. I love it. So that's how I came up with the two names.
Inside Scoop Live is a global internet-based broadcast specialized in interviewing published authors about their current books and their areas of expertise. Join us and hear both well-known and upcoming writers talking candidly about their life, experience, as well as the business of being an author in today's literary world. Always interesting and current, we strive to bring our audience high-quality discussions that spotlight a vast diversity of authors in the field today. Our interviews are available 24-7 through direct podcasts, as well as MP3 download from your computer for your convenience. Please visit us at InsideScoopLive.com. Welcome back to Inside Scoop Live. I'm talking with Bro DePinto, author of Zeely's Very First Swim, book two in the Adventures of Zeely and Wubba series. Stay tuned because we are going to continue this delightful and interesting conversation with Ro about her children and grandchildren, writing children's books, poetry, and an autobiography, gaming, animation, and cartoons, and much more. In the meantime, you can check out Zeely's Very First Swim and Ro's other books by visiting her website at www.outskirtspress.com slash and Wubba. How do your grandchildren feel about having a famous author for a grandmother, or do they even get that yet? They don't get that. They don't get okay. any of that. You uh-huh. know, when I show them my picture on the back of the book, it's so funny because they're like, uh, after they read the book and then they look at the back and they see my picture there, they're like, <laughs> that's Nana. <laughs> they go, <laughs> it's, that's Nana, you know, but they don't get, okay, that I'm the one that wrote the book. They okay. just don't get that, you know. They just think Dan is reading them a book, and that's how they see it. It's adorable. It's like the greatest thing in the world, seeing those little smiles on their faces. Children are just precious that way. And, you know, the innocence just comes through. I love that you're following your calling and you have such a knack for writing and creativity. That's wonderful. Yeah, Um, I'm really thrilled with the, the outcome of the books. I just received my first award uh, for the first and second books. They both received the Mom's Choice Award. And to me, this is a very special award because it keys right into family. It -hmm. is given for the excellence in family media. So uh, that means that a panel of mothers and fathers were the Mm -hmm. ones that actually judged the books and they related to them. And I got the Silver Award, so I am just thrilled. For my first two books, yeah. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. You said you wrote poetry at an early age. Do you still write poetry? Um, I I haven't done anything recently because I'm pretty much consumed with the books. Yeah. I finally got the manuscripts all down, but... I also am writing a somewhat of a, a bio about, you know, my heritage, my Italian mm-hmm. heritage, basically, growing up and what my family is all about as an Italian family growing yeah. up. So that's uh, that's actually in the works. I've been working on that for like eight or ten years, but I got involved with the children's books, and I have trouble switching out from children's writing into yeah. that kind of writing because... I have to really have a mindset for the children's writing. and It seems like that would be the natural course to take. Yeah, yeah. writing a novel and writing a uh, 
a children's series is very different. I mean, the writing is is in two different directions. You have to really get inside a child's mind when you're writing, and mm-hmm. you're you have to be simple. You can't be complex in anything mm-hmm. that you say. So I have to be careful the way I write when I write, and you know, and then also creating scenarios is very different than you know when you write you know your own biography. It's it's very right. different. What is the hardest genre to write in? Do you have an easier time writing about the stories of your life? Because I guess maybe it's easier writing about memories than creating something new, or is it just so totally different you can't even compare? Exactly. They are two different beasts. They really are. One is requiring a lot of imagination, mm-hmm. okay? And that would be the children's series. And the other one is basically you're just recording uh, your days of old, and mm-hmm. it's uh, much easier to just do that. It's just the way you write it to mm-hmm. make it. Uh, you want to make it of interest to the reader. So I find that the children's writing is much more challenging. What is next for Zelian Lovett? So you've got a series of twelve. Well, the next series that I would like to do is an educational series, okay. where it's integrating ABCs, one two threes, shapes, anything that's more academic for children, which would be like more of a kindergarten age group. Okay. And then I'd also like to get into uh, merchandising such as, you know, apps, writing writing apps. But uh, my first goal is to get it into an animation series or some kind of animation film. I think they are prime candidates for that. I just need someone to have the passion that I have for them and bring it to another level. Well, I think you're headed down the next logical path for those characters. I watched the uh, book trailer for Seeley's First Swim, and that's why I say, oh, wow, I could just easily see that being an animation series. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, yeah, the videos lend themselves a little bit, but I would have mm-hmm. loved for them to be a little more, uh, to be animated. You yeah. know, it's nice to see the uh, photos, but to see them actually in action, you know, I I think uh, these two little characters were would be fabulous. Oh, yeah, when they come uh, to life. Candidates <laughs> for that and come to life, yep. Now, you mentioned creating apps. Is that something that you would do yourself? Oh, no, I'd have to hire somebody to do that. Okay. But naturally, I would love to oversee something like that. Mm-hmm. An interactive uh, Yeah, oh, game. definitely. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. My, my mm-hmm. grandchildren are crazy about those iPads and the computer. Mm-hmm. I put them on ABC Mouse. Anything that they can interact with, oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. They, they would stay there all day with them. Yeah. You really have to limit the children on that. But uh, I would love to see them in that type of uh, yeah. genre. You know, that kind of an app would be wonderful. Yeah, there's so many different apps. For my characters. Now. Oh, yeah. The media yeah. Is just really lends itself today to everything for these children. So, uh, And it's important, too, you know, that they are introduced to that. You know, as much as people say, oh, well, they shouldn't be doing that. Well, you know what? The way this world is going, they need to be able to excel on a computer. The younger generation, you know, from two to five, it's important that they have some introduction to it. You Mm -hmm. have to limit them, though. It's not healthy for their eyes and stuff. That I agree with. But I think it is very important to integrate it into their days. Absolutely. It's a different world today. It is. (laughs) Very different world. And now that uh, the three books are out now, I'm going full steam ahead on the marketing end of it. Mm -hmm. It was one thing to get it written and published, 
now I have the tough part is marketing it. So what are some of the challenges you're finding in marketing your series? The hardest part is making your products discoverable. Mm-hmm. In today's market, I find because of all the online, everything is online, online, it's very difficult. It almost pushes out the bookstores and whatnot today because people are so prone to order stuff online. But right. in, a, in the children's market, to me, it's very important that parents actually go into bookstores and see you know, what's out there for their Mm -hmm. children. Mm -hmm. It's very different buying a children's book online. I find it difficult to buy online Mm -hmm. for my children. Uh, Oh, well, that looks good. Oh, okay, well, that looks cute. From what, the cover? You know, most of the time you can't see inside. Yeah. So uh, I think children need that touchy-feely kind of thing. You know, and you need to see it in your hands before you you really purchase. What you're putting in front of your children is very important. So I feel it's more important that you go into a bookstore and actually look through things and see what you think Mm -hmm. is appropriate. I just feel buying that kind of thing online is not always good. Well, I Unless it's something you're familiar with already, you know, if you've seen it and you're like, oh, oh, I know that writer or I know that book, I know that series, that's fine. But I think it's better, honestly, to go into the bookstores and actually experience it with your children. And a lot of the bookstores, too, they have reading circles for children. And I I don't know, just children's books are different. They're just a different market. I agree. I mean, there's nothing like walking into a bookstore. It's not just to purchase a book. It's family time. It's sharing. You mentioned reading circles. Have you done any reading circles in bookstores in your area? With my grandchildren, I've done it. I'm trying Mm -hmm. to get into the book signings Mm -hmm. now. And, you know, unfortunately, most of the time, they're not going to, being a new author, they don't want to really look at you until you have a few books under your belt. Okay. So that's the only problem I've been running up against, you know, to do book signings and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And now that they're award-winning books, I'm sure it will become a little bit easier. You have to remember, my books are still babies, Mm -hmm. Uh, literally. I mean, they they only started coming out in September. So I'm not even up a year yet. Yeah, that's that's bad. You know, it's just like a, you know, it works the same way as a new business works. It takes time to get it out there. It takes time for it to be discovered, Mm-hmm. and you have to make yourself known in, in the marketplace. So this is the hard part now, you know. This yeah. is, and, and this is not what I, I like to do because this is not what I'm about. Right. I'm not, I'm not about that. I'm not, it's not, to me, it's not about making money. It's about writing for children and mm-hmm. for children to benefit from the writing that I give them and the pictures and whatnot. You know, the, this is what's important to me. So... Uh, this marketing end of it is difficult when you are self-published. I would prefer, uh, you know, at some point in time to go to a traditional publisher because of that, because I want mm-hmm. them to handle that end of it. I don't really want to get involved in that. Yeah. But in order for me to get it out there right now, that's what I have to do. Sounds like you're well on your way to household recognition for Zillian Wubba. The books have only been out since September. That's an amazing fast track. I think you're on the right path. For sure. I, yeah, I hope so. Onward and upward, I keep saying yes, to myself. Yes. <laughs> and if my if the children around the world get to see them and they learn from them, that's I mean I couldn't want for more. 
than that. Yeah. Now, based on what you've learned through your experience, what advice can you give aspiring children's book authors? Uh, the best thing I can tell an aspiring writer in children's book is to try to see things through a child's eye. And you have to imagine what they're actually seeing and then expound on it and take it to the level where you know that they're going to learn from it and you know that there's a lesson involved. As simple as the lesson can be, just to teach children how to love, to teach children how to care and share, very simplistically, okay, mm -hmm. especially in this age group, I feel it has to be the best lesson they could possibly learn in life at an early age. And the other thing you want to teach them to, you know, is safety. Safety mm -hmm. is very important. These are the things that, to me, you know, I try to bring out in the book. And even in my grandchildren, you know, every single day, you know, I hear myself just taking care of them. I hear these things coming out of me all the time. You know, it's like <laughs> it like plays in my head over and over again. So, you know, no matter what they're doing. Yes, exactly. You know, I have a three-year-old. I have two boys. I have a one-year-old one and the three-year-old and the two of them when they play together. Yeah. You know how boys are. Okay, they're rough. Yeah. You know, they're... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they kind of plow over each other. And I'm like, no, you have to be gentle. You have to go easy. You're going to hurt one another. You can't do this, you know. So these are the, as simple as the, as it is, you know, when you think back, it's very important that you teach them that because when they go out into the nursery school, what they do at home, that's what they're going to do in school. Yeah. I mean, it's no. hard enough that they have the peer pressure and, you know, they come home with a lot of those habits from exactly. school. So you constantly have to correct them and correct them and correct them. Yeah, it starts so, early. For sure. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So you want to set those kind of examples. You have to remember children are very impressionable at an early age. And when you write for children, it's very important that you see things through their eyes and how they're going to react to it. And when you write, it's very important to remember that they are going to be impressed with whatever you're putting on that paper. Plenty of times you're going to get writer's block. So for aspiring children book authors, I mm -hmm. feel the best thing I can tell you is put the pen down and walk away from it. Mm -hmm. And when you a thought comes into your head, write it down, jot it down, and then mm -hmm. go back to it and expound on it. And you'll see, once it takes off on you, you'll just the words will just flow. Right. That's great advice. Where can listeners and readers uh, buy The Adventures of Celia and Waba? You can ask for it. It's available to uh, bookstores all around mm -hmm. the country Wonderful. and the world, anywhere, because it is distributed by Ingram which is the, a major distributor in books, period. Okay. And it's available online with Outskirts Press. And uh, Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com are major uh, carriers for it. Wonderful. As well as Books a Million, and there's a whole bunch, there's a whole slew of them. Mm -hmm. so. so it's out there. <laughs> yes, it is. And if you go to the library, uh, I don't think it's in the database yet for the library, mm -hmm. but I'm working on that. I have to get in touch with the, the, their distributors. They can okay. ask in the libraries, too, and the libraries will inquire on it, and they can find out where they can get it. Okay, wonderful. 
Well, I thank you so much for your time today, Ro. I, I, it's certainly been a pleasure getting to know more about you and your family. Oh, thank you, Sherry. I really appreciate your time and your interest, and I hope everybody enjoys the series as much as I have written it. To our listeners, thank you for joining us today at Inside Scoop Live for our interview with Ro DePinto, author of Zealy's Very First Swim. Once again, you can find out more information on Ro and her books at www.outskirtspress.com slash and Wava Very First Swim. And be sure to check out our other interviews at www.insidescooplive.com.